can see the future with my mask off. Be hang time, I'm a blast off. What is up, everybody? Friday, June 4th of the year 2021, around 6.38 in the evening. National Donut Day at Dunkin' Donuts. Go get your free donut. Okay. You won't be seeing this on June 4th, so it doesn't matter anyway, but next year but right now as a recording it's national donut day get your free donut yeah mark it in your calendar hang time headlines little two-man episode we're running here drew and damien actually axe de Jong, just the big dogs here today get them all out of here get them all out of here get we're gonna put on a show let's go <laughs> and we're gonna get us started with the mlb if it's not foreign, it's born. We're talking foreign substances. That's right. Foreign substances, which were banned in Major League Baseball back in 2020. Oh, wait. <laughs> 1920. 101 years ago. And the MLB just announced to owners that they are going to start taking steps yeah. to punish players who are found using illegal substances, foreign substances. And I'm just wondering where the heck this was 95 years ago? Well, like, <laughs> how time flies. How yeah. time flies. Because we're sitting here 100 years later, and they're finally enforcing some rules. Uh, Rob Manfred just hates fun. I feel like foreign substances just make the game more fun. That is true. I And you also said, you know, the MLB, they're involved in, in another controversy with rules implementing rules the mlb has had how many cheating scandals over the past few years you know the mlb viewership and the interest in baseball is obviously going down and when you have little cheating scandals going on people aren't going to be too happy with that and then yeah it's kind of bizarre that rob manfred is choosing to crack down on <laughs> you know like doctoring the baseball rather than you know taking away the astros title or whatever he seems to be picking on on yeah. the wrong things but I mean, they're also you also have to look at it in the view that in the MLB offense is down, you know, a ton right now. But I mean, not offense, I guess in general. It's more just batting average. Players are striking out a lot more, which you could say is because of the higher spin rates for pitchers. They're doctoring the baseball. They're getting better movement on their breaking balls and all that. And so batters are striking out more. So they're obviously mad about that. We've already seen it this year. There's been what six no hitters. Six, yeah, and the record for no hitters in a season is seven. And Bumgarner's seventh, se uh, the seven the inning, seven one. inning one. Yeah. So if you count that, we're already at seven, and it's the beginning of June. So at the end of the day, like if they don't crack down on this, it could lead to a bigger problem because obviously the thing that everyone wants to see is is offense. You know, a great pitching performance is great, but if you go to the stadium and it's a one zero game, you would much rather see you know your favorite player Fernando Tatis or or Acuna, or any of these guys hit three homers in one game, run around the bases, toss their bat, and celebrate, rather than a pitcher throw just an absolute complete performance. The big thing about this is the batters complaining about the movement of pitches as well. That's how it really got brought up, is that players were, like, the ball is doing, the, it's, it's acting like a wiffle ball, the baseball. And, you know, on the other hand, it almost feels like a little bit of an excuse from the batters because they're all going for these launch angles and driving the ball out of the ballpark. And, you know, what happens when you start to do that? You, you know, strike out more and you have a lower batting average. You're, you're a professional hitter. You're paid millions of dollars. Shorten up your, your stroke. Like, choke up on the bat. Go for some base hits. Don't go for home runs all the time, right? Yeah, and I, I think ultimately, too, it's the choice to crack down on this rule is good 
in essence. But also, there's so many other things that are wrong with baseball right now, uh, whether it be the player branding and the player marketing stuff that we talked about last week or just like the ability for these players to kind of express themselves. I think that that's a bigger deal right now than you know whether a pitcher's doctor in a ball and this is something you probably could have handled in the offseason no one would even bat an eye at you know and at this point i think if you're raw manfred you just keep you have a choice of you're like that car on the road uh that meme verbal meme here there's two exits and the car's skidding off to one side and he chose the wrong one you guys picturing this one yeah you're picturing the it. meme yeah this is really bad radio but it, he's skidding <laughs> off to the side and it says crack down on doctoring baseballs or make baseball fun again and he just swerves away from making baseball fun again because he just hates fun is what it seems like i think you know he should sit down for a little bit watch adam silver in the nba and see how he's made the nba fun because everyone loves the nba those players are having a lot of fun there's trash talk no one's getting mad you know the only problems we've had are fans you know getting a little too involved fans are a problem Every single week, I feel like we have something new to talk about with baseball, though, on a something just just some bad news with yeah. baseball that they're doing this wrong, they're handling that wrong, they're you know getting mad at something that they shouldn't get mad at. There's just it, it just seems to be all negative news coming out of the MLB right now. Exactly, it's a bad look for baseball, but it's a bad look for baseball in a sport that is already struggling to to sustain viewership and gain viewership from a younger generation. The most they ever make the news is when these types of situations arise. That's when you hear about the MLB. That's when MLB fans hear about baseball and what's going on in baseball is I feel like they just hear about, you know, it, it's like when, you know, aliens, maybe they're visiting earth, but they're just like, well, <laughs> you know, earth is screwed up. They just keep messing themselves up. Like who that, like, we're not, we're just yeah, going to leave. Exactly. Like, why would anybody want to become a fan of baseball right now? When the yeah. only news that they're hearing is about how this multi, multi billion dollar corporation with the, these huge teams that the other sports seem to have figured it out a decent bit. And, you know, baseball, which has been around for the longest as well is still struggling to do so. Let's wrap up the MLB talk. The Celtics 4-1 eliminated by the Nets and really they never had a chance in this series. Jalen Brown's injured. Jason Tatum had to score 50 in one game with Kemba scoring like 30 or so in that game just for them to beat the Nets by 6. I think the Nets scored less than like 119 points once in the whole series and they scored like 100 and five or something in that game so this team's a high scoring team Kyrie came in and stomped all over the logo and the Celtics embarrassed us and turned the the organization on its head Danny Ainge retires Brad Stevens the head of basketball operations now and there's no head coach yeah what happened in the past week to Boston basketball Just Boston basketball went from so much promise so much hope Trader Danny was still sitting high in his throne i saw a crazy tweet the other day i think it was from dan greenberg and he was like it's crazy to think that danny age made probably the greatest trade of the decade and getting the getting all those draft picks from brooklyn back in the day for kevin garnett and paul pierce and jason terry and that same brooklyn nets organization has come back within that period of time and trounced you in the playoffs like it's absolutely nothing 
Yeah, it wasn't really a series. The Celtics were clearly outmatched. It almost felt at times that the Nets were just kind of toying with the Celtics. Yeah. And, you know, they were like, well, we're going to advance. We're going to beat this team. Let's see, you know, what type of crazy stuff we can get away with. Let's just try a couple things out. Yeah, the Celtics, it's been kind of a trend for the past three or four years. Just downhill in the wrong direction. And the past, you know, the past month, ever since Jalen Brown got injured, you're looking at, you know, steep downhill. I mean, it was expected, right? Like, this they this team wasn't expected to go in and upset a Nets team that is just, they're built to win a championship right now, today, tomorrow, and for the rest of the year, they're built to win a championship. But I think it's just, this is, like you said, it's a trend that it's like, oh, conference finals, oh, super disappointing year. Conference finals, super disappointing year, which based off of trends i'm not a trend guy i'm not a statistician or anything but next year should be a good year but you're looking at the team it's like you can't really make a lot of changes you know kemba's locked in jason and jaylen are locked in marcus smart's locked in and then around the edges you can try to fill in voids but like what are you gonna get for a bunch of guys on vet minimums because we saw this year jeff teague wasn't it tristan thompson has been solid but he's not what they need and then you're kind of just relying on the development of the young guys like Peyton Pritchard and Aaron Neesmith and Rob Williams, which hopefully they can make a jump next year. But I don't know. I It's hard to see where this team goes. You're going to have to trade Kemba or Marcus or a combination of someone, of some of those guys to get something to get you to, over the hump. Yeah, it's not 2K. You can't boost their, astri- their attributes. No. But I don't want to be too pessimistic about the Celtics' future because even with Danny Ainge leaving... Brad Stevens, he said he was a little tired out of coaching. I can understand that. So he's moving up to the president of operations, president of basketball operations. Yeah. He'll be doing most of the moves, which is fine with me. He's a pretty smart dude. He seems like he knows how to put a roster together. He knows the players on the roster. He knows the strengths and weaknesses, what the Celtics need. But yeah, like you said, the Celtics have a lot of of holes and not really much to fill them with and then it's also kind of disheartening to see the celtics who have been you know over the past seven eight years or whatever pretty you know solid and they've been in contention if not every year then at least every other year in the playoffs to just get bounced by a team that was just assembled you know a year ago and and it's like well we can continue developing tatum and brown and this putting together this good chemistry team but won't there just be another super team next year and the year after that and the year after that and like what what makes us think that we're going to be able to compete with them in the future if we can't right now exactly pretty much you have to hope that you know obviously jason tatum and jalen brown are 23 and 24 so like you can hope that they become the stars that you know Kevin Durant and James Harden are, but that's that's asking for a whole lot. And you, but that's really all you got. You got to hope that they can become those type of players, and other players want to come here and play around them once they're at their peak at you know twenty seven or twenty eight, twenty nine, whatever it may be. And I think that ultimately that's all we got because like that, there's not a lot of moves to be made. But speaking of moves to be made, we got a cryptic, cryptic Instagram post from Dame Dalla, Damian Lillard. After the Trailblazers were bounced 4-2 to in their series against the Nuggets, he posted a picture of him walking into the arena, and he said, he quote, he captioned it with the quote, how long should I stay dedicated? How long to opportunity meet preparation? 
a Nipsey Hussle quote, obviously, rest in peace, Nip, but that's got to mean something, right? This Portland Trailblazers team has obviously, they're in a similar situation to the Celtics. They've had a similar core for the last, you know, three, four, five years now, and they've they haven't been able to get over the hump. Obviously, the Western Conference has been tough with the Warriors and now the Lakers, and now you know the Nuggets and Suns are playing really well. But I think if Dame really wants out, which he is resisted against for so long now, Brad, the new head head of basketball operations, needs to be on the phone with Portland nonstop and be willing to give up just about anything that isn't Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. Yeah, you got to respect Dame for sticking with. Portland for as long as he has the Blazers do kind of look like a further along version of the Celtics where they're in a similar spot and they're also older you know Dame McCollum Nurkic they're not the same age as Tatum and Brown they're not these young guys so at some point when you're at the top of your game and you're a top five you know top three player in the NBA yeah, you're going to want to move on and be able to use your skills to contribute to a championship. And I think that he must be at the point where he's realizing that's just not going to happen in Portland. Yeah, As bad as he wants it to, he's not going to win an NBA championship with Portland. Yeah, I think it was in Game 5 when he had that ridiculous stat line. He had over 50 points, and they went to, they went to overtime in that game, and they still lost. And reporters were asking him, like, how do you feel about your performance and this and that? And he all he said was, it doesn't matter, we lost. You just could see him just so dejected. Like, you put in this crazy performance, an incredible playoff performance, and then all of it just to lose. And I think that, you know, if you bring a guy like Dame to Boston, then you have a guy who can score on demand, he can f- close out the game, which is something the Celtics have been missing. Jason Tatum is, is a great player, but he's not a game closer. We saw it last year in the bubble. He missed a lot of clutch shots and clutch moments and you know you're adding the most clutch shooter in the nba the one the clutch most clutch player in the league right now dame lillard and guy who can you know drop 50 on demand is what it seems like at this point so i think you gotta back up the brinks truck and give all the assets to portland if if that deal is on a table but uh, it's up to dame at this point I, you know he's kudos to him he's he's stuck with portland for a while he's stuck with portland i'd assume he wants out and I assume there are plenty of suitors for him. You know, nearly every single team in the league is going to be asking Portland how much it would take to get Dame Lillard. One of those teams might be the Lakers. LeBron, for the first time in 15 playoff appearances, dropping out in the first round to the Phoenix Suns, which congrats to the Suns. They played a hell of a series. It's not that the Lakers lost, the Suns won. They played very, very well. But... LeBron James without AD, they weren't quite up to the the test, and you know maybe maybe a, a solid point guard. That's something that they've been missing is a point guard, a guy to run the offense. Unless you're talking about LeBron James, which he can obviously do that, but you know maybe they want a guy like Dame. That Rajon Rondo type of player that they had last year was sorely missed. He's he's really missed this year because Dennis Schroeder was supposed to be that guy, but he didn't really fill the void and. That was that showed this series with Chris Paul being, you know, Chris Paul, the point guard. You know, he's that good, and you got to f- find a way f- to contain him from not only putting his team on his back, but also facilitating for guys like Devin Booker and and DeAndre Ayton as well, and guys like Jay Crowder. So, like in that situation, I think Dame could be incredible because 
as we saw, LeBron can't just put teams on his back anymore. He's 36 now. He's in year 18, going to be 19 next year. You can't just stick him out on the court with a bunch of Jimbos and expect him to just beat these teams on demand. And it showed in this series because every game that AD didn't have a good game or was out, they lost. It's more about AD there. AD is so crucial. And we mentioned it earlier on in the series last week. And we said it's going to be all about Anthony Davis and his matchup with DeAndre Ayton. And Anthony Davis couldn't perform because he was injured, obviously. But when he did, the Lakers looked like they were going to cruise to a series victory. So I think that if you're the Lakers, you have to get somebody else in there to prepare for life after LeBron. Yeah, all respect to LeBron. But he is no longer that runaway train that can tell all of his teammates, hop on, hop aboard, you know, chugga chugga, we head into the finals. He's he's thirty seven, you know, at some point age time catches up to you. And not to say that he's looked bad because he he did have a really good series, but he can't do it on his own. No. And without A D, you know, he wasn't. And uh and next year you're you're possibly, you know, who knows what's going to happen with, with injuries and bringing in another star player, a guy like Dame. We obviously know that LeBron has the ability to recruit yeah. pretty much anybody. Also, the fact that he's on the Lakers means he can recruit pretty much anybody. Dame Dalla wouldn't do too bad in Los Angeles. But they, they definitely have some work to do if they want to return to the top of the West next year because the Suns were just a better team than them. Yeah, and, and I definitely want to double down on the idea that LeBron isn't finished at all. You know, yeah. he's, he's going to have at least... He might come back even more angry yeah. next year. He was yeah. having an MVP season before he got hurt this year. He's going to have at least three more good seasons, maybe even more. And But the thing is, like, he's also playing in the Western Conference now. You know, he had to play against the Phoenix Suns, who were, who were loaded this year. He would have had to face off against the Nuggets or the Clippers or whoever it may be uh, going forward. The Warriors aren't at full strength. He hasn't really had to play them at full strength in his career yet with the Lakers at least. And so that's that's something else. He's not going up against DeMar DeRozan and Kyle Lowry in Toronto or Kyle Korver and 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 Al Horford in Atlanta. He's going up against teams that are are built to win championships out of the Western Conference, which has been a far more competitive conference over the last decade at least. Yeah, when he went to Miami to become a part of that super team, he had all the talent, he had all the skill but didn't really have that experience or that leadership. He came together, made a group down there, and you know they were super successful. And now I feel he's got that he's got that leadership, he's got the experience. And in the past, you know, decade, he had the leadership, the experience, and the talent, all the skill to carry teams. But now he's still got that leadership, that experience, but the talent is starting to dwindle a little bit, and the, and the skill as he's getting older, and he's just gonna need some more help. Uh, but on the flip side of this series. Who doesn't need help? The Phoenix Suns are incredible. I think we should become a Phoenix Suns podcast. Yeah. A Phoenix Suns podcast. We should become a Phoenix Suns podcast. Why not? Why didn't because we think of that we sooner? Start supporting him right now because I love everything about him. Chris Paul is the ultimate like anti anti hero. Devin Booker, the same. He's got that mama mentality. And they were Jay Crowder out. getting ejected from the game last night for salsing right in front of LeBron like oh and then the Instagram post getting a little Instagram social media beef like come on dude I love that so I think we're a Suns podcast also Aiton kind of lived up to his billing a little bit in that series as well yeah so I think also like the idea of 
a Nets Suns final with Steve Nash facing off against his old team in the final, the team that he could never get to the finals. That's that's a storyline too. That would be sick. And Chris Paul in his first finals. Oh, what yeah. what a story. So we're yeah, we're a Suns podcast now, everyone listening. The Celtics are out. We have no other teams in it. So we're a Suns podcast. We are now a Suns podcast. You know what's hot? The Sun. You know what else is hot? The Boston Bruins. Yep. And uh, in NHL news, the only NHL news that we have is the bees are hot. Yep. They're cooking. Yep. They're going to the Stanley Cup. Brad Marchand's good. He's good at hockey. No podcaster jinx right here. Yeah, no. Tim Thomas, he's nasty. Yeah, but he doesn't, he doesn't play for us anymore. Bobby Orr. Nope. Throwback. Tuka Rask. Tuka. Good. He's been good. Yeah, but that's about all we got. Oh, special guest <laughs> alert. Special right. guest alert. Blaze Tron joining the What's pod. Good? Yo, Blaze. Blaze Tron, our NHL analyst, yeah, here we're... to talk some hockey with us because we had nothing to talk about. We have no idea about hockey, but here's Blaze. Yeah, what do you right got for we, us on the Bruins? Right when we get to hockey, we now have our analyst. Walks what do you got? Look at the fucking Letty on you, too. You're looking like a hockey oh, player. It's gross. Right? It's gross. You're looking good. You got a, you got a got mop a on your head. Today. He's got the playoff oh, hair going. Oh, my goodness. I could grab you by your ankles and dip you in a bucket and wash the floor with you. Uh, I, I don't even know what that means. <laughs> you look like a, you look like a, oh, like a mop. Yeah, you got a I mop. Got it. I got, I got it. I'll take it as a compliment. You wear glasses now, by the way. No, Blaze is wearing light. glasses. I'm one of those. They're they're blue light. <laughs> they're the yeah. blue what? light. So when you look That's at screens, horrible. right? No, that is horrible. Kind of work. <laughs> okay. Well, How do you okay. Know? All right. Kind of give me something. They give you something. They give me a little. Something. Okay, all right. So t- make, hit us with some. They make him feel. Hey, look good, play. Hit us. Hit us with good, some play good. Hit us with some hockey talk here. All right. If you think anyone but Boston, Tampa, or Colorado is going to the Cup final, you're stupid. So, so your give brain me, is I've, tiny. I've heard a lot about the Avalanche. I don't know a lot about them. I know about McKinnon. Who else do they got out there? Who's good? Jonathan they got Taves. Rantanen, Taves, Taves is on the abs. No, no. Is Jonathan that a different Taves? Jonathan Taves. If Jonathan Taves, they're like four guys in the NHL whose names are Taves spelled toes. Oh, okay. <laughs> Not really right. at all. So the abs are the shoe in from the abs West. Are, there's, there's no dude, like the abs are the Preds. So the Preds are still in it. Nah, Preds. No, are Preds are out. Bro. Okay, and then have the abs taken care of uh, Vegas yet? Or, uh, or Vegas, no. Vegas is, is no. nasty with that. They're up two zero. So they're up two zero. That, so that series is looking one, over. Seven to one. Seven to one. Okay. Oh my god. Um, so who's still in it in the West on the other the other side of the semi? So it's uh, it's Vegas and Colorado, and yeah. then it's the Canadian series. It's uh, oh it's oh because they're not doing Montreal. it like that. Yeah. Okay. So so who do you got in that in the Montreal's Canadian series? Montreal's up. I believe it's one nothing. Game two is tonight. Okay. So I'm watching right. game two's in like thirty minutes. Okay. So who you got? You got Montreal or Winnipeg? Uh, Unlike in Montreal, they just seemed okay. to want it. When they okay. beat the Leafs, they were out skating them. And that's the scary part about uh, Colorado. They're the fastest team. Maybe yeah. uh, Tampa is, but those teams are by far the fastest teams yeah. in this tournament. And that's scary. I don't know if the Bruins can keep up with Tampa or Colorado. If the Abs, so the Abs are going to face Montreal, is what you're saying, in the conference final. Uh, I believe. Or in the yeah. semifinal. What, what is, there's no conferences this year, they're just doing by division, right? Uh, because of COVID? Yeah, you yeah. only play you know the teams what? in your division. Yeah. I gotta fact check the bracket. Okay. Assuming the Boston Bruins win, we will play Tampa, because uh, if Tampa is going to beat Carolina. Um, and yeah. then, Former on the other Whalers. side, you got winner of Montreal, winner of Jets. Or like the winner of Montreal versus Jets. 
and then you got Abs versus the Golden Knights. Gotcha. I believe the Abs are by far the best team on that side of the bracket. They're a shoe in for the Cup final. Okay. I think. And then but I think it's going to be a dogfight between yeah. the winner of Boston uh, Islanders and Tampa. Okay, but Tampa disposed of the Bruins yeah, last so year. Tampa's got a good track record. Is Stamkos back? Stamkos is back. Because he didn't play Kucherov's last year. Back. So Stamkos and Kucherov injured all year. Stamkos got nailed last night, right? No, Stamkos bodied someone. He was carrying the puck. Oh, the guy oh tries he to hit nailed him. Stamkos okay. gives him the shiver. Okay, he's got he's got to be getting up there, though. How old is he now? In his you 30s, know, yeah. I know, like, the stalls still younger. play. Like the stalls still play? Yeah. yeah. Is he still on... Uh, one of them on, was on Carolina at one point. So they one still of them there? It still is on Carolina. Jordan Stahl. Jordan Stahl. He's stuck with, He scored a few OT winners this playoffs. He's, like, a... Okay. Kind of like a Nathan Horton type guy. He's just... Gotcha. Been, yeah, he's in the right right place, right time. Yeah. Low-key hockey players play pretty old. Yeah, they do. They do. Don't yeah. Look at Chara. Yeah. Dude, and they, they get... With a certain type of player, like, they get better with age. And yeah, it's really such a, a physical sport. So... You got the Avs. Okay, give me give me your uh, your conference final. Okay, so I got Avs and Montreal, and I think the Avs are gonna sweep. That's four games. Okay, easy. Uh, credit with all due credit to Montreal. I love yeah. to see them play. And then I believe it's gonna be Tampa, Boston, and uh, I want to pick Boston, but I just feel like Tampa's a more complete team. Okay, with more. Big fans. I, if you look at Tampa's lineup versus Boston's lineup. You got way more guys on Tampa that you could just put on the first line. Between Colorado and Tampa, who you got? Colorado? You know, Tampa Tampa just won the Stanley Cup during uh, yeah. COVID. Yeah. And normally teams have a Stanley Cup hangover. The Pittsburgh Penguins repeated in uh, 2015, 2016. Yeah. I don't think that they get it done against Colorado because if they've got so they've had so much skill and they've been building on that for years. I just think it's their time, and I think that that first line, I think McKinnon's rolling right now. Miko Rantanen's rolling. Kale McCarr is getting better every day, the guy from UMass. That's but you know what? Goaltending is a question. National chance, UMass. Grubauer is a question, but he's been doing well this playoff, so I, they seem to be riding him. If they can keep that going, then I'll pick Colorado in the final. You got Colorado? All I'll right. Colorado. Well, there it is. Our NHL analyst, Blaze Tron, giving us his Stanley Cup final pick, the Colorado Avalanche. Roll snow. And roll credits as well on another episode of Hang Time Headlines. This was Drew, joined by Damien. The deadliest two-man in all of Hang Time Headlines history. See you later. Peace. Balling crazy with the hang time.